Welcome to another podcast of Uncorked. It's a bro and sis podcast, and it means that I get to hit record when Matt may or may not be ready. Welcome to the show, bro. You run this shit better than anyone else, Stuffer. Oh, gosh. I am excited because I have you on the spot, and today's episode is on how to reintroduce yourself. And it's appropriate because actually early on in COVID when we were just starting the Zoom life, uh, I was asked to introduce myself and I really didn't know how. And you perfectly called me out to, to offer some help on how I can introduce myself. And then you said, but on the other side of COVID, we're going to need to reintroduce ourselves. And that feels really appropriate. So here's to COVID. Here's to any form of reentry. And here's to the tips on how to intro or re-intro yourself with Matt Corker. <laughs> My favorite thing is that because I have spent so many days without constant communication or check-ins with my friends, it's been almost like when we have connected, it's like catching up all over again versus like we used to go for workouts together or we'd like jump out for lunch or we'd grab a quick coffee or whatever it was and now it really feels like we're updating each other on a slower cadence and there was a joke which you referenced where it was like oh by the end of this we'll just have to be like I'll be a dad at the end of all of this and people will have different businesses or started a business or closed down their business or are now working from home when they used to work in an office and like just the idea of how do I reintroduce myself to my friends after all this is done mm -hmm. and tell us a little bit about your I'm going to throw the, the, the ball back to you actually because what about introducing yourself, because you've been on so many podcasts now and asked to speak a lot, um, what's it like to have to introduce yourself over and over and over again? Well, what I was going to say, and I, you know, I don't get to play this back and forth when it's my bro, but I was like, I'd love you to introduce like, what would it be like if we were to introduce ourselves right now? And I get that I don't get to do that. And so to answer your question is, I realize that my personal website is not up to date. And so people would want to introduce me based on 2017 version of Steph Corker. And then I wouldn't want to correct them. Because I'm like, do you care how many finish lines I've crossed? And do you care? Like, why does this matter? And then I would hear it and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It totally matters. I'm not the same person I was in 2017. These things need to be updated. So I certainly felt that pull of like, do you say something? Do you not? How do you say it? I also recognize that introducing myself feels arrogant and I had to get over what is a fact. The facts that I'm going to tell you about who I am, there's no arrogance I want you to know. It's not even ego. It's like, this is just who I am. And it's so nice to meet you. And that was something I really had to get over to be able to properly introduce myself. And the third piece I'll offer is that I really appreciate a powerful introduction from someone so I know who I'm talking to. 
I was like, oh, thank you for providing the context. I know who you are. Now I'm excited to hear what you have to say. And so by me being quiet, meek, not correcting, worried about ego or humility, I wasn't providing people the context of why they should care to listen on this Zoom call or on this webinar. And as soon as I, I got that from sort of the other side of the coin, then I thought, let's make this quick. Let's make it accurate. I want you to know who I am because I want to dive into a way juicier conversation. Let's go. How many Ironmans have you finished? I have finished 25 Ironmans and many websites will tell you 16. (laughs) (laughs) So 25 Ironmans. And I'm going to provide an example. So when you say, you know, I'm going to be coy or meek or I don't want to be arrogant, I would often hear you say, oh, I'm Steph and I really like riding bikes. And that was your, I was like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't just like riding bikes. You are extremely talented and proficient and have reached an expert level in not only riding bikes, but also swimming and running. And now you are able to say you've crossed 25 Ironmans. And as someone who's a raging fan, I'd often be like, stop selling yourself short Mm. when I would listen. And I think it also comes from a lens or how I listen to it is through this lens of, let me just share a story to maybe paint a more accurate picture. I was on a conversation with someone who was looking for us to lead a webinar for his team. And he was not shy about telling me all the companies he had created. He was not shy about boasting about his accomplishments and everything. And then when I hear women leaders, they worry about being arrogant or boastful. And I was like, this is a gendered experience. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear, especially female leaders, and especially my sis, I'm like, come on, Mm -hmm. pull up the pants and let's go. (laughs) Well, what's interesting is the, the game of comparison. And so as soon as I was surrounded by such amazing athletes, I'm like, who, Matt, who cares what I have or haven't done? Like, there are so many phenomenal athletes and very quickly you're like, I didn't go to the Olympics. So I just like riding bikes. And the reality is that there are a lot of people that are way better than I am and will be way better. And I am way better than I once was. And that to me is enough. And the reality is like, for me, I'm really stoked on how I spend my days on how far I've come on where I want to go. And it doesn't mean that I can't celebrate those people that are exponentially, you know, better than I am. And I think it's so important in every aspect of our lives. You know, like you're an entrepreneur, whether you've raised a hundred million dollars or you've made $100 and the hundred million dollar entrepreneur might be a hundred million dollars in debt as well. And you just never know the context. And so I think where I want to go with this is like, what is true for you that you want people to know about you? And I think that's a really powerful intro. And so I would push to you, bro, and say, we can read Matt Corker's bio online. When you talk about reintroducing yourself on the other side of COVID, what's missing from your bio? Or how are you going to reintroduce yourself if you haven't, if we haven't talk to you in three months. It's interesting because I go to a place of like, oh, I'm going to project into my future of what's real and true. And so if I was going to say, if I was introducing myself in uh, September, if 
I was introducing myself to you in September, what I would say is I'm at Corker and I'm a full-time dad. And I have had the pleasure of working with my sister over the last five years at the family business, which is called the Corker Co. It's a HR consulting firm that focuses on recruiting and training great managers. And now I get to shift gears and really focus on human development in a whole new way. And it's called From Birth Till Forever. (laughs) Gorgeous. And so what's great is these are things that are true for you. And what comes up for me, if I were to reintroduce myself, is that I have changed and we've changed. And I once might have identified as a professional triathlete. And now I identify as someone with a really big, mighty heart who will forever be an athlete. And I might not ever do a triathlon again. And I'm okay with that. And I would also tell you that I learned how to bake sourdough. And it was really a life-changing experience because it's a very complicated process that does not look like how it appears online. And it takes a lot of time and you need a lot of tools. And I didn't have any of them. And I could really go on about how my self-development journey was like learning how to bake sourdough. And I think I would like pause you there because I think that the power of an introduction is I've, you know, I've worked with a number of people who have been speaking coaches or people who've taught about how to facilitate or how to like stand up and deliver. And in 30 seconds, I want to know what authority you have to speak to me. And in that, that is a powerful thing to say, like, this is who I am. This is why my voice matters. Mm -hmm. And I think that we can often play a more coy or a more passive approach to that, or sometimes a really general approach. Like, you know, I, who I am is someone who changes lives. I'm like, tell me how, tell me where, show me the proof, if you will, of how you do that. And have stories ready to go that share or exemplify that. And that's not your introduction. Those are your stories. And so Steph is so much more than baking sourdough. And one of your stories is how sourdough has changed your approach to blah, blah, blah. But in your intro, I'd be like, you're downplaying who you are over something in the kitchen. So this is magical because what you as our sweet podcast guests are getting is called feedback in the moment. And this is amazing. This is like what I just shared was super authentic, was super real, was super true to how I would go about introducing myself and the power of having a Matt Corker to be like, pause, no, not relevant. I don't want to hear this. Change this is like what has just been recorded. And then when you hear that, You either put your back up, which I've done a really great job at with Matt, by the way, of like, put my back up. No, Matt, this is what's true for me. Or I pause and I'm like, damn it, he's totally right. Yeah, maybe you don't, doesn't matter that I do where I haven't baked sourdough right now. And there are other pieces and, and I have 30 seconds to capture your attention on who I am. And that's called an introduction. And I really like stories and I need to know when to capture stories properly and when to not. And this is a lesson And it comes from like, how do you apply for a job? How do you introduce yourself to a new stranger and how to introduce yourself on a Zoom call? It's all relevant and like pause and hear Matt Corker. You have 30 seconds, hold your ground, save the stories. And have so many stories. Like 
I love your stories, Steph. Like they're so good. And here's another totally different approach. For those of you that love to share stories, one introduction that I recently heard that was really powerful was an introduction by my three closest people in my life. Mm. And so they were like, I want you to know who I am is actually a product of these three people. And Mm. so let me see if I can whip one up off the cuff. So the three closest people, I want you to know that I work with my sister and she is tenacious and goal-driven and she knows that she has the ability to create the future. And so if you hear that in my voice today, that's because I get to be with my sister. And the other person I want you to hear is from Chad. And Chad is my husband and he is the most caring person and he wants to create experiences for people. And he really cares that every detail is considered because you are considered, like you matter. And it's the details that show us how much you matter. So if you hear that level of caring and compassion, then that's like my husband. And then I want you to know about Warren and Warren is like up for anything. It is an adventure all the time. It is fun. It is lively. It is jovial. And so if you hear that in in today's conversation, I want you to know that that is because Warren's in my life. And so that could be a really cool way to, to just introduce yourself, but it takes longer than 30 seconds. So if you have only 30 seconds, like tell me who you are and, and, and where you are in the world or like do it in a different way. This is super rad. It's super powerful. We've gotten feedback from Matt Corker. We've gotten examples of introductions from Matt Corker. We've heard how to introduce yourself powerfully in 30 seconds and how to reintroduce yourself on living into a, the future that you want to create, which is incredible because you know a constant conversation right now is uncertainty and the idea that we don't know what the future holds and, and that's really real. That's awesome. I love this, bro. I, I love that you're so, these are the moments that I'm reminded to not waste a minute. It's like, don't hold back on offering something generously and with love and just candidly, like cut to it. This is not how it needs to be. And this can be different. And here's an example. That's what's awesome. What else do we need to know about how to reintroduce yourself before we change gears? I think that the other piece, if I was going to like put another nugget forward, is consider how to be specific mm-hmm. versus general. I'm going to use the bike example as a good one. Like, I like r- riding bikes is a great general statement. And providing something specific, and it could just be like, I like racing Ironman races, or I like long distance bike rides, gives us a little bit more clarity into your flavor of that general topic. Mm -hmm. So for someone listening, it's like, I like to work with people. It's like, cool. In what context? Or how do you like to work with people? Mm -hmm. Something that gives us a little bit more specificity or points to your approach the environments you want to be in, the types of people that you want to hang around, it gives us a a different level of clarity. Mm. So anytime in our introductions, especially, instead of saying, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an author, and I really care about health, you could say, I run a business with my sister, I have written two books about blank and blank, and I love to do yoga and run along the wall. So different by adding a layer of specificity and keeping it general. 
Absolutely. I want to tell you about a man that I met in my neighborhood. Can I do that? Of course, it's a good story. Stephanie this loves is a story. story. So I am walking along. I've been walking a lot. I dream about getting a puppy. And so I go on these walks in preparation for what it would be like if I could get a dog. And I pretend I'm walking a dog and everyone else walks a dog. And anyway, this man has a dog and he is walking along with a saw and this backhoe. And I, of course, ask, where are you off to? And he says, I have an animal I have to deal with. And I just look at him and think that animal has no problem with you. Like we're in the woods right now. Leave the freaking animal alone. And I don't say anything. And I walk off, you know, a little bit perturbed. He takes his dog Zoe along for his animal project. And I finish my walk and I run into him again. And he's an older gentleman and I recognize his accent. He's Austrian and I really like Austrians. And so I was like, well, how did your animal project go? And he said, oh, well, you see, uh, there's a beaver and the beaver clogs this pipe. And when the pipe gets clogged, the lake either floods or drains, depending on which side of the lake you're on. And his home is on the side that it floods. And so he's not hurting the beaver nor the beaver dam, but he goes out once the beaver is asleep and knocks out the sticks that the beaver uses to clog the pipe so that it floods so that the beavers can make the dams. Now the beavers can still make the dams, the beaver's not harmed. And it just reminded me in the power of language when someone asks, what are you going to do? Well, you don't have an animal problem. You have a problem with some sticks and the animals are smart and you're just going to go and cut some sticks away. And that felt really different. And then I stood there and talked to this man for an hour and learned all about his journey over from Austria. And he built the first cabin in this woods. And I felt like my father, our father, like perfectly. I'm like, I am becoming our dad. And, you know, in the name of introductions that I met this man because I thought he was going to go and harm some beavers. And instead of writing him off to be a complete animal killer, I had the chance to ask him another question. And it made me realize that you might not always have that second chance. Mm -hmm. And so in the moment, I wish I had just asked or inquired because I would have written him off as an animal killer going down to the lake with a saw. And how serendipitous that I got to run into him a second time. And I got to learn all about his journey here from Austria and everything he's done since then. And he, yeah, I could just, I could go on and it was really neat. So I guess what I offer in this is there's second chances. And in the name of introductions, there can be second chances. And sometimes it takes someone else to ask the right question for a second chance. And that's what you showed me in this podcast today. And I think like, let's not waste time or waste, you know, don't let them go kill the beaver before you ask, what are you going to go do with that saw? His name is Richard. I was going to say, I was like, you've given so many <laughs> descriptions <laughs> about this. Richard, we love you. If you're listening, thank you for protecting everyone's homes, including the beavers. <laughs> totally, right? I think that there's some power in knowing that you can always reintroduce yourself. And mm. so, like, it doesn't require someone else. And I love, I love that one of the trends I saw on social, probably with people who, who subscribers started to increase a lot, they would reintroduce themselves totally. and be like, hey, you're new. You may not know who I am, or you may have forgotten what I really stand for, or you've mm-hmm. forgotten what I do. And 
I really appreciate that because sometimes I do start to see the people that I follow and I'm like, oh, you post a lot of cool recipes or you post a lot of great workouts. And what do you do outside of that? Yeah. And I forget that they're a business owner or I forget that they're a stay-at-home parent or I forget that they have this whole life outside of what they post. Mm. And so it's almost that same way. We may actually only converse with certain people in a certain situation or about certain topics. And yeah. it may be helpful to reintroduce ourselves again to even the people that we know. Absolutely. One of our dear friends, favorite friend of Team Corker, Jackie Carr, we'll follow, put her link below. Jackie has done an awesome job at owning her change. She's like, I'm not the same person I once was. I wear different clothes. I've made two humans. I live in the mountains. And hey, I'm Jackie Carr. And I love Jackie's reintroductions and think it's so beautiful. And you get to choose if you're going to love Jackie as this new version. And, you know, I mean, we never don't. It's like, thanks for being honest. Thanks for sharing with us that you love books and you love your kids and you're sleep deprived. Amazing. All of those things can be true. We didn't know that before, you know? Amen. I think we need to wrap. Mm, I love this. That was so quick, it felt. It goes so fast with you, bro. <laughs> Only one story allowed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad it's about healthy animal life. <laughs> oh, gosh. Me too. Richard. <laughs> Richard also doesn't wear shoes. Oh, I could go on. Anyway, okay. I really love me. Steph has a good story. <laughs> Steph has a good story. Anytime you want a story, come to talk to Steph. The reason why Steph has this podcast is she is addicted to stories. So... For well, all of you who are that are listening, know that introduce yourself powerfully because all the other things after that will just enrich you with really incredible stories about your life. Absolutely. Well said. Bro, what is currently making your heartbeat faster? What is currently making my heartbeat faster? You know what? I've just watched a French film on Netflix and it's called I'm Not an Easy Man. And the roles of men and women are completely reversed in the film mm -hmm. to the point of like women are running down the street topless and just seeing those images in a film just gave me the opportunity to pause and be like why am i shocked or why does this feel normal or like what are what's my reaction when the roles are so reversed mm. and then what's my work in ensuring that everyone has the same liberties so that we're not faced with disgust, anger, mistrust, a reaction, and it's just normal for there to be equality. And so, yeah, I'm still marinating in that, but I am not an easy man on Netflix. Way to go. It was very incredibly done. What about you? What's making your heart beat faster? I'll make sure that link is below. Well, I have a stuffed Swiss Bernese mountain dog that sits on my ledge and I am getting very excited about the idea of a puppy. And I like that I have this puppy that is image of potentially my future. I call it Bernie. But to follow, not quite Netflix, but YouTube is I found this beautiful family in Norway and they have a puppy and they produce videos every Monday. And I didn't know that I could be obsessed with the YouTube channel. And one of my dear friends put me on it and I watched these, this Norwegian family, they're in their early twenties and they just live this adventure life and it's all subtitles. And I feel like I'm learning Norwegian. And I didn't know that I could be obsessed with a YouTube channel that had nothing to do with triathlon. And I am.
and it's really cool. I'll put it below too. You might learn some Norwegian or how to, you know, backcountry ski on cross-country skis and how to have a puppy. That's all we got.